Welcome back, everybody, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by BetSports. We are your daily dose of quick and handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, Mr. Andy Molitor. Pretty in pink today. I always like that shirt. How are we doing? You're rocking your T-Wolves hat. Yeah, you know, they won last night, right? Did they beat? So. I'm pretty sure they beat the Pelly Pelly Pelicans. Pelicans by nine. Which is funny that we're going to talk some Australian tennis, because that's my favorite Nick Kyrgios. I don't know if it was a tweet, reply, or a... I'm pretty sure it was Instagram. He's big on the gram, too, where he called someone an absolute pelican. Which is my favorite uh, non-American insult, I guess. I think it's meant as an insult. He's an absolute pelican. Um, and uh, Not good for New Orleans, if that's an insult, guys. You picked a bad name, but... Yeah, we are uh, the long trudge towards probably the play-in tournament again. Jesus Christ, guys. Let's get it together. Hopefully, they figure stuff out in the second half. We'll get to the NFL, NFL, NBA later on. But uh, did want to just fire it off with golf because golf starts pretty soon. And I did pick a, I did pick one of my matchups that starts a little later. I think these tee times are more along the lines of three-ish, two-ish Eastern, somewhere in there. So you got a few hours on this. Had a nice one yesterday. My my daily matchup did come through. Um, what was it? Oh, I talked about a full tournament matchup anyway. Never mind. Me talking me talking big stuff about a bet I didn't even give out here. But to be fair, I did get put on the spot for a first-round leader, and that guy won. Some people got 80 to 1 on Aaron Rye. I did not. Ooh. I got a worser number. It chopped. And sure. having it chopped sucks, but you know what sucks worse is losing. Having a having a chopped first round leader is always better than the alternative. Forty to one so, fine. Yeah, so it's uh, it was nice making a little money. I paid attention in the morning. I paid attention in the early afternoon, and then I had to get a kid. Had to go to my house. Had to do a couple things, and then I had to come back to the office and get ready and prep for deep dive. And Dan had to tell me, "Hey, Aaron Rye is uh, tied for the lead at the end of the day." I'll be damned. I missed the last two hours of golf. He must have done something great. So congrats to him. Thanks to uh, whoever in the chat asked me to look into that real quick and made me place a couple bets. So, uh, But today, Mr. Mr. Smotherman, one of the guys I've been betting on for a while. These are two golfers that did play the South Course yesterday, um, 1 p.m. Eastern. So what is that? Hour and a half from now? And then for yeah. Telly's about an hour and – wow, she's not as much time as I thought. Less than 90 minutes. Yeah, better than the other ones. A lot of these, uh, basically all the other bets I made today, tee off like in 30 minutes. A lot of them are right off the bat. So Smotherman, team can't putt for shit. And actually team not so great around the green as well. But Fratelli is team can't hit the ball off the tee or hit a second shot nearly as well as most of the people in the field. So he's a better putter, but he struggles to get it there. I'm going to take worse putters today for sure and often i will because putting is not a sticky stat putting is harder to predict putting involves more variance i will take the guys who are much better off the tee much better on approach much better ball striking fairway finding and everything else because it is going to be santa anita wins all up in that ass we're talking 20, 25 mile, 40 mile hour gusts, maybe. It is going to get kind of squirrely down there at the golf course. I almost didn't bet this round, but then I showed a lot of value on some players. I said, you know what? If the wind Fs me on like five different bets, I guess maybe I'll learn my lesson. But 
I'm not letting it deter me here. So Smotherman over for Telly. I actually found this, and I know a lot of maybe not a lot of people have this, but it was I think Buckeye, one of the one of the paper ads, and I know they there are some offshores that steal their uh, their UI UX, what have you, and and use it for them too. I actually bet it on there. But this was available like plus 105 at some places too. So this is the bet online number, minus 115. I bet last night, but I was able to get some at a better price. So shop around. I know a lot of places just copy matchups, and for some reason, they don't copy pricing over as much. So kind of a goofy deal. But that one is one I'm looking forward to this afternoon. If you want all the rest of my golf bets, I don't know. Join Bets for its Golf, man. It's all there in the it's Discord. Really yeah, you can hang out with me in the Discord all the time. Tag me, ask me questions. Love chopping it up, talking golf with you guys. And right now, I'm in a different chat, just on Twitter, chopping it up, talking tennis. I threw a grenade in there and just left. Kind of just, <laughs> hey, 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 and it's more on the men's side. But what did you do? We, we will. I just kind of asked about the, the Tommy Paul match. We'll get to those because we do have two pretty fun, maybe not fun, not maybe not competitive, but fun semifinals. This one should be competitive. And I was able to grab, I bet this. I grabbed an early number because I saw the writing on the wall in this market. Basically, everybody who I talked to who's smart at tennis is kind of talked about the opener and what they were going to be betting. So I got some early Rabakina in this one. And uh, it certainly has come down a little in some spots. Yeah, kudos to anybody that, that got a piece of the opener. Uh, Rybakina opened up plus 120. I had this match basically a pick em. So at this point, I'm just going to kind of stay away here. Um, you know, if you have a plus 115 still out there, something like that, go ahead and scoop it up. I mean, um, it's still early and the prices are settling. Pinnacle was at like plus 122, maybe even 30 minutes ago. So we'll see. If you get a chance to grab that number, scoop up a little bit of that. But this should be a fantastic match. Uh, the only kind of fly in the ointment here, Andy, is this match is going to be at night, which means the courts have been a, are a lot slower. Basically, at night, um, on some of those indoor t- um, courts, the they don't dry out as much because they're not suspect of wind, and then the temperature drops. The ball is not, you know, kind of expanding the same way. The court itself expands a little bit when it gets hot. So um, I think will be a little bit tighter. I'm curious to see um, what impact that has. Rybakin has played one match in those conditions. Sabalenka has yet to do that, but... You know, both of them hit the ball fairly well. And I think maybe it plays a little bit more into Sabalenka's hands. She's a little more comfortable on some of the slower surfaces. But, you know, go back and look. They've played three times. All three have gone three sets. They've been really fun matches um, at various levels. But this is going to be fantastic. Um, you know, uh, Rybakina has a Grand Slam title already. This is Sabalenka's first Grand Slam final here. And um, an opportunity for her to finally kind of take that last step that we've been waiting for her to take. So, um, should be a fantastic match. I think it's on at like 3.30 in the morning Eastern time. I don't know how what, what I'm going to do yeah. with that. It'll probably be a, turn off my phone and wake up and try to watch before I see anything. Kind of deal. Yeah, but, it said don't check your phone. Watch it. At, get up at like 5 and watch it before work. Like, and just take kind of take it in. And it's fun, too, because then you can fast forward through shit. You don't have to deal with set breaks and all that stuff. And well, maybe it's, and it's obviously, Sunday. Obviously, you can see this is a – I mean, just look at this total, 22 and a half. I'm tempted look at this to over two and a half set price. I know, and I'm tempted to take an under. I think that's almost swung too far. I, guess either, I know it's a very evenly matched matchup, but one of these women winning a second set after taking a, you know, a, a close first set, 
you know, even if it's a seven five with a late break, it's awful. It feels, you know, either of them getting a break in the middle of the seven second. It's kind of I think that's what it's gonna come down to is just like is, is somebody gonna consolidate a break in the middle of the second set? And, and this I one, think yeah, if it's I'm a seven very much like the match goes under. So I, I think there's a slight correlation there. Sabalenka and the under, Rybakina and maybe the over. I mean, again, looking at the two and a half set price, there's 22 and a half games here. I added a 22. So I guess I show a little bit of value to the under. But yeah, at this point, if you're just looking for something fun, pick who you think is going to win and bet them to win two to one. Um, you get a nice number on that. And uh, this should be a battle. And we've seen a lot of these slam finals, but it is two first-time finalists. Things get a little tight, and, and we end up in a third set more often than not. Yeah, and you should get close, like maybe not three to one, but close to it, somewhere in the two fifty to two seventy five on on the player to win in three sets kind of thing. I'm guessing. I mean, it's yeah, I'll pull it up real quick, but yeah, I wonder if it's like a, yeah, you kind of Polish middle yourself, Sabalenka two zero, Rybakina two one. Um, I know, I know, it's always tough doing that. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm just gonna ride a good Rybakina. I'm gonna say Rybakina. I don't even care. How yeah, plus four hundred Rybakina. Or uh, four to one Rybakina, uh, two to one, three and a half to one, seven link at two to one. So something like that. Um, we'll see. And again, it's going to be a fantastic match. I just, I wish it wasn't on at the time that it's on. Yeah. Stupid efficient market did a good job with the price too. So we'll see. True, Maybe true. I'll find something to bet. Um, and then yeah, the the men's semifinals will also be contested, and not a foregone conclusion, but. Sitsipas has played pretty well, and I know Hatchinov has has looked really good in in a couple of his final, you know, the last few wins here. But still a decent sized favorite. Tommy Paul is an eight, uh, an eight game underdog to Novak Djokovic, and he's been covering those numbers quite a bit. I mean, just go look at back at like his last three. I know he he dropped a set to I believe it was Ruva Rublev. Was that a that the the last one? That's yeah, no Rublev was a, a trucking as well. I mean, that was he won that by six plus five. That's 11 games. He beat Demon Hour 2 1 2. Uh, yeah, it's it's been a lot of uh, a lot of destruction. So I know some people in the chat, uh, our tennis chat, are making the case for the Tommy Ball price at that price, maybe getting the eight games, but boy, that is a that is a tough, uh, tough ask. And you're, I mean, you're right, Patrick. Rublev played pretty well, and and it doesn't look so much in this in the score. So, we'll uh, we'll see. I, I probably won't take the eight games there. Maybe an over. Maybe you can just push him to one tie break in, in like in the middle round if Djokovic kind of lets off the gas at all. But we haven't seen that. And then I do believe uh, I do believe Sitsipas gets it done as well. It might just be the the good final. I'm not sure what the price would be in that one. I'm guessing. Probably similar to what the Sitsipas price is over Hatchinov, except uh, with Joker as the sizable favorite in that one, because the injury he had uh, doesn't appear to be actually a real thing. Like He looks fine. He's moving fine. This should just be uh, the destruction that some people were worried about on the men's side. I'll, I'll probably watch these when I get a chance, but more interested in seeing the final because I probably will take Sitsipas as the dog in the uh in the games market at least maybe like uh you know an over it's it's possibly over we have to decide 
I'd probably look at like first set and stuff because Djokovic, he just grinds these guys down to a nub and crushes them in those third sets. So yeah. they were pretty sweaty third set there. I mean, uh, who knows? I don't know what to believe with Djokovic, it, but and that's, that's just been crushing the weird, these kids. That's been the weird part, too. And I know he, Dimitrov was a tie break first set, but Demonauer first set 6 2, Rublev first set 6 1. I don't should know if I should count the French guy. Although the French guy took a tiebreaker off him. But there was another 6-1 first set. He's had some spots where he's come out a lot hotter than I'm, I'm kind of used to. So scared off by that a touch, but it should be a you know big step up in competition for him. And also, I might not be able to watch that one either, too, because a few years back, I had a, a Sitsipas future. And I don't know if anyone remembers, he was up two sets to nil. On, a, on another tennis player and did not win that Grand Slam final. So a little PTSD for me there. I'll probably stay off some of that stuff. Um, NBA, NBA. I'm wearing my NBA hat tonight. Today. It's not night. What are you talking about? Yeah, hi, Andy. It was a fun night in the association. Your Timberwolves won. My Sixers beat the Nets in just an unbelievably high-scoring game. Our Orlando Magic continued to win basketball games. Um, went one and one on picks for the show. The Grizzlies covered by just a point and a half. The Jazz just couldn't really get it together against the Trailblazers. And I did make a late out of the Atlanta Hawks. Dan, we did it. We won a bet on the Atlanta Hawks. It can't be tough. And I know the same game parlay I put out didn't win. Capella didn't have enough rebounds. But Hawks minus one, very much in doubt until the end. I get annoyed by the Blazers, too, because I did join you on the uh, Blazers regular season wins under and it is going to be close. It's trending towards, it's, you know, I think we're actually in a little better shape than I'm making out, but I was hoping they'd be like 10 games under 500 at this point. Well, they started out hot. They're, they've been pretty terrible, Andy. Yeah. And uh, did they think they just, they're just right around 500. So I think we're in, in okay shape right now. They're actually two games under 500. So we're okay there. We'll see how it Something. goes again. It would have been nice had they lost last night. That would have been better. Yes, Kevin. Uh, Embiid was fantastic last night. Just shit talking Ben Simmons pretty much the entire game, which is he actually got a little distracted. That game probably shouldn't have been as close as it was, but you gotta love Joel Embiid. He is very much a son of the city of Philadelphia. He's my guy. I'd like him to win MVP, even though he's clearly going to be the third in that voting. It Maybe he'll put a second lot. for the third year in a row. It would take it would take a lot for him. And you never know. A good second half of the season might get him there. So yeah, sweating out the Blazers regular season win. But what are we gonna sweat out tonight? Well, a lot of points being scored in some of these games, noops. We're just gonna we're just gonna go against the grain again because the market's starting to get a little too far in one direction. Well, it's been an interesting last couple of days, Andy, because there has been a lot of points, but only in a few games. Um yeah. If you start to look at some of the performances of totals for the last few nights, you're chugging along happily if you're just betting the under in every single one of these games. Um, you know, you're not making a huge profit here, but if you go back for the last four or five days, you're up almost seven units, just blind betting unders at this point. And again, like there are some games. We had a 280-point game, a 274-point game. Again, the Sixers got close to 270 last night. It's been wild, but um, going to continue to trust some of the numbers here. Again, six games tonight on a TNT Thursday. It's nice to have basketball on national TV and some really messy games here. The Charlotte Hornets hosting the Chicago Bulls. The Bulls off one of the most 
pitiful loss as any team has ever had um, with that loss to the Pacers with a big lead going into the fourth quarter at home. Um, the Hornets six-point dogs might get LaMelo ball back tonight. If they don't, maybe I'll look at it under there, but happy to wait. Um, Nick Celtics. Celtics right now point favorites. You know, again, they continue to be priced like they're awesome, and they are, but maybe just a touch of value on the Knicks. We'll see. The Rockets on a back-to-back did the Houstonian thing, blew it in the fourth quarter last night. They host the Cavaliers tonight. You know, hard not to trust the Cavs. If you're up and that game is somehow close, go ahead and bet the Cavs live or Cavs in the fourth quarter because the Rockets tanking has been spectacular. The Mavericks are underdogs to the Suns for some reason, which surprised me when I first looked at it. My model agrees with that number, so um, happy to leave that alone. We'll see what Luka can do. The Clippers, huge favorites against the Spurs. Happy to leave that one alone. But one game I do like here, the Brooklyn Nets coming off a spectacular performance last night. Again, as good as the Sixers were, the Nets' offense was great. They pushed the ball every single opportunity they had, um, sort of embraced the fact that defensively they were going to struggle a little bit. So, I mean, as the bat, as the ball was going through the net, guys running up the floor, the ball really moving in that direction quickly. And I think we'll see definitely some tired legs tonight after kind of all that um, exasperation. They go back home to Brooklyn. You know, not the worst back-to-back travel spot, Philly to Brooklyn. Um, you know, we're talking about a two-hour train ride for these guys probably. Maybe they drive. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but, again, a little bit of a back-to-back. Expect these guys to be down. It's definitely a letdown spot against a Pistons team that, although they have pushed the pace a little bit and they do get to the free-throw line, which can be dangerous for some of these unders, I've been happy to kind of control games against teams like this. I think we're going to see a, a much slower game here. Um, you know, when I look in terms of the efficiency here for the last week for both of these teams, um, two of the teams that are kind of peaking as the league is going a little bit the other way. So I think we're just getting some value here based on kind of the last game for Detroit being that 280 point game in Milwaukee, uh, the last game for the Nets, you know, being that Sixers game and even the game before putting up some big numbers. So, um, you know, going to kind of trust my model here, going to trust, you know, kind of the read on the game that I have here. Everything tells me it's going to be a little clunky tonight in Brooklyn. So give me under 233. And I saw Savage. Samurai asked about the Hachimura trade. Um, I don't know if this was on your radar, Andy, but uh, hey, I mean, did I, I, I did pay attention a little bit to it because it's the Lakers. Yeah, the Lakers traded Kendrick Nunn, a, a handful of uh, three second-round picks. We'll see how many of those actually convey for Hachimura. It's a great buy low spot on a guy who has a lottery pick. You know, he becomes probably the second best shooter on the Lakers almost immediately. So a nice little swing by Los Angeles. Again, I don't know if it, it's going to matter in a huge way, but that was kind of a clever move. I liked it. And hell, any, any shooters would be good. I mean, for the last, like, more better. Yeah. For like literally the last 28 months, guys, anything. Um, it's been rough. They did win the bubble championship though. So congrats to that. And yeah, the, the markets, uh, the fact that they put the markets back up for some of the award stuff is fun. We'll see how some of those move because there will be people betting into the market that have actually taken some straw polls between people that they have know or have connections to that actually placed votes on this stuff. So it'll be, uh, it'll be uh, interesting. So, And Leg Show points out, yeah, two of my dogs yesterday were outright winners. I have a very, and this is common, I have a very bimodal outcome of uh, if I when I bet on teams. They do either just, they keep the game close or honestly win as an underdog, or they lose by a trillion. And Maine and NJIT were, I mean, they led the entire game. It was uh, it was really something. They, they really put it together, both covered nicely, and then uh, whoever else the other one was. I always forget the name of the losers. History's written by the winners, Alex. So the losers don't matter. Whoever played VCU that I bet on, 
they got uh, shit kicked out of them up and down the court for uh, 40 full minutes. Never had a chance. Uh, today I have more five pack. Um, I guess I've placed like 11 bets already this morning between Rabakina, college basketball, between golf. Um, I have a lot. There's some days where it's like, man, I should live bet some soccer just so I don't lose my betting streak. So I've bet for over a thousand days straight, I think. Um, but uh, didn't wasn't an issue this morning. You can see I have a bunch on the card. Cal State Bakersfield out in the Big West taking on a UC Davis team, which I'm basically just, again, fading a decent favorite who's had a bunch of nice wins. I know that they did lose a close one at home to Riverside, but if, when a team wins five out of the last six and they've been playing well, but they have some glaring flaws like their three-point percentage shooting and they turn the ball over quite a bit, they let other teams shoot pretty effectively, I'm going to go against a favorite like that. So I do have some Bakersfield at, I mean, this this number was actually surprising to me. I was able to get an eight. And then, yeah, George Mason, that was the one. Could not think of my founding father that uh, lost last night. Uh, the other one, the next one is Bellarmine, who is in a very weird spot. It is reminiscent of COVID times when we saw some very odd schedules once we got the conference play. Uh, Bellarmine's next two games will be taking on the Eastern Kentucky Colonels in a weird home and away. Uh, this one, this one is their home game. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fade Eastern Kentucky here. Just not a good offense. It's a, it's a 13 and eight team. They'll be above average. They're better than Bellarmine, but it's still not a very good offense in a lot of, uh, in a lot of regards. Decent front court, but I don't know if they have it um, to be the team like my Bellarmine Bears Knights. Bellarmine Knights. Um, off to the A Sun Stetson a team I've backed a few times. What am I getting for a price there? Plus 14, huge number. The Stetson Hatters, named after the famous iconic hat. Liberty is a very good team. Liberty is, I mean, are they, is it the best team in the A-Sun? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they're 16 and 5. Kennesaw State's right there. Wow. One of the best teams, the best defense it's just uh, uh, too big of a number here, too. Again, for a team that's won a bunch of games in a row, um, they didn't, you know, they didn't cover a big number versus North Florida. I don't think last time out. I think the market's a, a little too high on them and a little too low on my Stetson Hatters getting a decent price here. And then Long Island. This is a really, really ugly one. This is not one I'm going to say something nice about. We'll just skip talking nice about Long Island and talk some shit about Sacred Heart. The Pioneers, also not a good team. The NAC, not a good conference. This is a team that can't shoot threes. This is a team that does not get to the line. This is a team that has a pretty cruddy offense in general. I don't like a team with a really cruddy offense to cover a big number like this. So getting, yeah, getting 12 and a half felt pretty good in this one too. I have it under 10. I thought that was a little – I know LIU is very, very bad. In fact, I think they might be the worst. I don't think they actually will win a game this year against a Division One team. They're currently 2-18 and 18 with both wins against non-Division One competition. I believe they finished the year 2-26. and 26. Um, Maybe a small chance against Merrimack or Stonehill. They could get one, but this is a rough team. I can't say nice things about it. It's more of a fade of Sacred Heart at a bigger number. And then finally, also 
in the Atlantic Sun. A little closer of a matchup, Jacksonville State. The um, Gamecocks. There's two Jacksonvilles. Yeah, it is. So this is not this is not the team that's in Florida, like you would associate with the oh, let's say the Jaguars or Duval or all that. This is a town in Alabama called Jacksonville, which is confusing for some when they play. I made a reference to those two teams playing one time. I called it a crosstown rivalry. Nobody called me out on that. I thought I thought somebody in the chat would get that and make fun of me. But this is a team in Alabama, and they are taking on the Lipscomb Bisons in a game that I have a lot closer to, like a pick em. Getting a little, Getting outside of one possession here feels pretty good, too. Again, this is another team that's it's a good team. Lipscomb's fine. They're a winning team. They will be better in the long run than Jacksonville State by quite a bit, but they're a favorite that turns the ball over quite a bit. They're a favorite that isn't playing all that well in offense. It's more of a defensively based team right now, and I don't like them to score. Honestly, I don't think they get to 70 here, and I think Jacksonville State keeps it close. So maybe an outright win for the Gamecocks. Who knows? But yeah, this is a five pack of five pack of fun dogs on Monday. I'm not sure if any of those games start early. Do we uh, do we think there's early college basketball or not? This is always there the question. Should be. Not in there the should be, which probably means there is not. The first game will be at five Eastern. Francis of Saint, the New York version versus Wagner. So I do have I do have one of the earlier games, 630 Eastern, Eastern Kentucky, Bellarmine Knights get going. So all right, that's it. I mean just just those nine bets or whatever we talked to you about. And and like Noop said, if you want to bet Rabikina, if you have a book that's lagging a little bit, plus one fifteen is for sure value at this point. Because sharper books are starting to knock that price a lot down. So maybe if, if you want to get some action on a women's final and you don't have anything yet, hunt around, try to find a, a bad number. That's, I mean, there's people that base their entire betting careers around hunting around, finding a bad number in a market they don't, might not even know anything about. You don't have to know anything to know that you're getting... Trading. Yeah, it's, it's basically just getting the best price in a market, doing it over and over, and slowly stacking those pennies. So have fun. Good luck. See you Friday.